Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back, my friends, to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra, and I know you've been asking for this episode for so long, and the day has finally come for a whole episode on PCOS. But actually, it gets even better. This is one of two episodes that I'll be doing about PCOS, and in this episode this week, we'll be talking about the biggest myths around PCOS, because before I can really talk about ways to move forward, we've got to demystify all of the really bad advice and information that exists on the internet and even from some practitioners. If you're unfamiliar with PCOS, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I've got to say, I've been doing this work for a long time. And for the first few years, I never heard people talk about PCOS. We maybe touched on it in naturopathic school, but even at that point, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And now I tell you, it seems like almost every time I take on a new client, they tell me their health history and tell me that someone at some point tossed around the world the word PCOS. And it's just astounding to me. It seems like it's just kind of come out of nowhere. And if you're listening to this episode, it's really likely that you or someone you know has PCOS, or you've wondered if maybe you hit the markers for PCOS. So we're going to demystify a lot of the information that's out there around it in this episode. Some say that one in 10 women have PCOS. I've seen others claim that it's now one in five So I'm not sure which one's the most accurate in this exact moment, but I think either way, it really exemplifies how common it is. And it's not just about cysts. Some people are talking about renaming PCOS to more of a metabolic condition. But I think this does show us that so many people are really struggling with their reproductive health, their hormones, and their cycles. And yet, where is the empowering information about it? Where is the person that's really demystifying everything around it? I see a lot of disempowering information. So who is changing the conversation around PCOS? In this episode, I'm going to do my best to begin that that important work. So if you don't have PCOS or if you're less familiar with it, when women go into the doctor, there's some markers that people look for to throw out the idea of PCOS. It's really important to note that PCOS doesn't necessarily have a test. They may test your hormones to find out if you have high androgens like testosterone. But other than that, it's really based off of symptoms. And I think that's really important to note. So some of the markers that may lead a doctor or a practitioner to diagnose PCOS include uh, a history of irregular cycles, insulin resistance. That's a big thing they'll throw around. So kind of a pre-diabetic condition or blood sugar imbalances. There may be a presence of facial hair or chest hair. Heavy periods, it's kind of common to say that women with PCOS will have really drawn out cycles where they may have 30, 40, 50 days between periods, but then when they get their period, it's like a hemorrhaging, very, very heavy, very painful. Weight gain is common though. I'll give you a little sneak peek. That might be one of the myths that I talk about that obesity is always associated with PCOS. There may be cysts on one or both ovaries, and they kind of call it the string of pearls, so there may be multiple cysts, and there may be acne. Now, as I said, one thing they do test for is high androgens, typically, and that includes things like testosterone. So if testosterone is high, then that may be why, for example, we're seeing the facial hair, the acne, 
uh, the weight gain, all of that may be associated. So some people say that PCOS is incurable. However, these same people also tend to say that the symptoms can be managed 100%. So I'm just going to leave that there. You can decide what that means to you. But to me, that says there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So if you've been struggling with this or you feel really alone or you're scared to even go to the doctor because you're afraid you're going to be diagnosed with PCOS, I hear you. But the good news is with intention, you can do a lot to minimize what you're feeling right now. So let's dive into the myths. I've got five really juicy ones here. So hold on, we're, we're deep diving. Okay, number one, the biggest myth that I see is something along the lines of just cut out gluten or just go keto or do Whole30. That's what so-and-so did and your PCOS will be cured. Okay, well, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I hear this all the time, and there's some level to this I can agree with. Certainly what you eat and all that is very, very intertwined into your hormone health. But where this really starts to bother me is when we start to act like what worked for one person is going to fix everybody else. It's not accurate to say these kinds of things because we don't know that it's going to help everyone. Most people who come to me have been diagnosed with PCOS and they feel like they've done all the things. They feel like they did the random thing that random lady on a blog (laughs) said to do. They feel like they went keto. They like literally feel like they've done everything. And that's why by the time they get to me, they're like, I am ready, Dr. Cassandra. (laughs) Let's, Let's do this. I will literally do anything because I've tried everything. This is why one size fits all programs don't work. This is because everyone has a different root cause for their PCOS. There's no one thing that gives you PCOS. It's a number of things. And as a practitioner, what we're looking at is why is there PCOS? What is the underlying trigger effect for you? And then how do we move forward? So genuinely, a pet peeve of mine around PCOS is people acting like anyone with PCOS can be treated in the same way. Go keto or do Whole30 or exercise a certain way and you'll be fixed. It's more complex than that. You are also more than a diagnosis. And so you're probably not going to get the same results that Sue in some keto Facebook group had. And that's okay. You are your own human being. A diagnosis does not describe who you are. It doesn't mean that something is broken. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything about you. What we need to do, though, is determine why is your body responding in this way and what can we do to start to get down to the root of it. The second myth around PCOS, and those of you that have followed me for a while know that I have a lot to say about this, is the idea that if you have PCOS, you must be on birth control indefinitely. No ands, ifs, or buts. That's just the way it is. No. (laughs) Simply put, no. Not accurate. So in my opinion... This is the biggest band-aid approach that we can give a woman with PCOS. In a sense, I get it because PCOS is really misunderstood and I would dare to say that no one really fully understands it because it's complex. There's a lot of layers to it. Uh, Even in research, we don't know what causes it. We don't know exactly why so many people are suddenly getting it. But to me, to just tell the patient to stay on a pill indefinitely rather than providing some sort of lifestyle or hormonal help is so backwards. Ideally, we want to see people improving, not slowly degrading, if that makes sense. 
So a colleague of mine and I were chatting about all of this recently and, and kind of venting to each other about this idea that if you have PCOS, you must be on birth control forever because we both hear about this all the time. And we talked about this wheel that women can get stuck on where they're diagnosed with PCOS, so they're put on the pill, and then they're on the pill for 10 years, and then they want to get pregnant, but they can't get pregnant, they're having a really hard time, so then they have to do fertility treatment, and it just goes on and on and on. And I just can't help but wonder if someone could have stepped in at some point on that wheel and said, hey, maybe there's more we can do to support your body. Hey, what's actually going on with your hormones? Maybe these kinds of people wouldn't have to go through so many traumatic events. Just saying. So I posted a few videos on TikTok over the last maybe four or five months just to play with it and see see if my target our audience lives on there. <laughs> and it was kind of disheartening in a way because I did a few posts on PCOS and a few of my videos went viral, uh, like 750,000 views. It's kind of crazy to think someone's seen your face almost a million times. <laughs> And some of the comments were so hard to read because you could really see what the maybe average person or especially the, the average younger person, maybe in their adolescence, believes about their body and healing. Uh, but so many, so many comments about, well, I have PCOS, so even if I wanted to get off birth control, I couldn't. And, and it, was, it was hard to get some of those comments because you feel like, wow, there's so much that I could show you and there's so many more things that you deserve to know so that you could actually make that decision for yourself rather than just believing what someone may have said to you at one point. So if the whole idea of birth control is new to you or interesting, there's a whole episode on birth control. It's called The Truth About Birth Control. It was from earlier this year. Go back and listen to it. I have many people that listen to it four, five, six times because it's so full of good information. If you're also listening to this PCOS episode the week that it's coming out, then this weekend I'm leading an exclusive online masterclass. It is live on how to actually heal post-birth control, get your period back, regulate your cycle, and produce um, ovulation so that you can get fertile or get pregnant. <laughs> I said all that kind of backwards. Uh, when you are ready to. So that's going to be really, really excellent. The link is in the show notes. Okay, myth number three. People with PCOS cannot get pregnant. I hear this all the time. This is a huge misconception. So remember, many doctors like myself believe that the symptoms can be 100% addressed and eliminated. So the idea is if we can get down to the root of why someone has PCOS, then we can also support fertility. We can also get them ovulating again. But few things really are sadder to me than hearing clients' stories about when they were diagnosed with PCOS and what the conversation was like in that doctor's office. I've had so many people work with me that were diagnosed when they were 14, 15, 16 years old. I didn't even know people were being diagnosed that young. And they were told in this very vulnerable place at this very young age, you will never have children. To me, that is, that is not okay. That is not okay. It makes me think of one of my favorite books. It's called Mind Over Medicine. If you haven't read it or if you're interested about the idea of healing, it's one of the best books in the world, in my opinion. But what this physician talks about in the book is how what a, a doctor says to a patient and how they say it will shape how that patient believes their health condition will go. And so, for example, she talks a lot about cancer in that book. So she says if someone comes in, they're diagnosed with cancer, and you tell them, you're going to die in six months, get your affairs in order, sorry, they're probably going to die in six months. But what if 
in medicine, we changed the narrative to say, this is a very, very serious type of cancer. It is in this stage. I have seen some people improve. Here are some other resources you could look at. You know, what a difference that is. One is, sorry, you're, you're already a goner. The other is providing just that tiny bit of hope. So how you speak to people and what we believe about our own healing journey is perhaps the most influential thing in healing. So I know that's kind of a tangent. But all that to say, when people, especially at a very young age, are being told you will never have children, and that's the mindset, that's the belief they're going to carry for the rest of their life, that does not sit well with me. So long story short, <laughs> you can have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy birth, especially if you work with a practitioner that helps you get to the root cause of your PCOS, helps you balance your hormones, and gets you ovulating again. So I've had a number of patients over the years diagnosed with PCOS, they're pregnant, they have their babies, all is well. So you're so much more likely to have success here if you get down to the root and figure out what's going on for you. And that is why I do what I do, my friends. Okay, myth number four, only obese women get PCOS. Negative. So being overweight can be a contributing factor, certainly to PCOS. Uh, 60 to 80% of people who have PCOS tend to be overweight, but not everyone. And not everyone with PCOS should be put into this box of a certain body type. This is a myth that's still fully being uh, understood by medicine because some people go into the doctor and they're never diagnosed because the doctor thinks, well, you don't look like you have PCOS, whatever that means, right? So you can be very skinny and go to yoga and drink all the green juices and all the things and still have PCOS. I see that a lot, actually. People that from the outside look very, very healthy internally, they have PCOS and they're struggling to get down to the root of it. So that's why, again, we can't do a one-size-fits-all approach. Lastly, myth number five, it doesn't matter if I'm not ovulating with PCOS. So it's very common with PCOS to have anovulation or a lack of ovulation every single month. Um, some birth control methods also turn off ovulation. So there's many ways in which the average woman may not ovulate monthly. But ovulating every month is so incredibly important because with ovulation, or excuse me, if you are not ovulating, your body is deprived of progesterone. And so if we're low in progesterone for a long amount of time, this may lead to estrogen dominance. This may also increase the risk of fibroids, of breast cancer, and endometriosis. Ovulating every single month is also essential for healthy aging. So if you want to move into menopause with as much ease as possible, yeah, you want to be ovulating every single month. Do we see how this really does, again, create that perfect storm where someone has PCOS, so they're not ovulating, and now we put them on birth control for 20 years, how, how is this gonna go? No one knows what that long-term effect is gonna be. And yet that's the advice a lot of people are getting, which I think is questionable. So those are the five biggest myths that I see about PCOS. I know that's a lot, but what I want you to take from this episode more than anything is that you can address your symptoms. You can notice big changes in your health by getting down to the root of it. 
So I do this with my one-on-one clients. You can go to the link in the show notes to apply to work with me. I only work with a very small amount of people and people that are 100% devoted to their health and healing. So if that's you, or maybe you feel like you've done all the things, you've tried all the things, you've read all the books, nothing's working, I get it. Uh, Getting that one-on-one support can be all the difference. In my signature course, Period Reboot as well, which the doors will be opening soon, We go in depth into the root causes of PCOS. So that's also a really powerful place to get some real solutions and answers, because if we can get down to what's going on hormonally, we may have some big success. So don't lose hope. You can do this. Don't allow yourself to be completely boxed in by a diagnosis. Remember, you are more than your diagnosis. And hopefully these five myths demystified has helped you in some way. Okay, my friends, stay tuned in the next couple weeks. You'll get the next episode on taking back your power with PCOS. But in the meantime, if you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it on Instagram and tag me at menstruation queen. So grateful for all of you. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful friend. Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend and connect with me on Instagram at goddess ceremony until next time.